Hello, Chomp Nation, and welcome to another episode of the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sword Chomp. Our mission is simple to talk about the video games we're playing, to discuss all issues surrounding gaming, and to cultivate a community of like minded people who want to discuss gaming with each other. We all have those games that we say we are going to play someday, but we're not quite sure if we'll ever get around to them. But what about challenges you want to complete, like a Nuzlocke challenge, or getting all the trophies and achievements in one of your favorite games? Perhaps you want to meet a developer and pick their brain about the creation of one of your favorite games. What about making it to a specific gaming convention for the first time? What do all these have in common? Well, besides being about gaming, they are all potential bucket list items. Yes, we have exhausted so many topic ideas that we are finally going to do a bucket list episode. We are asking ourselves this week, what is on our gaming bucket list to complete before we die? Make sure you stick around because some of these answers may surprise you. After that, we will be discussing some games this week, such as the new Cuphead DLC, The Delicious Last Course, Neon White, and Immortal Life. Last, we will be rounding out the show with some polls that you voted on at the Sword Chomp Instagram. Well, let's do the intros now, shall we? First, I'm joined by a man that says, Yas Queen, after taking the most satisfying of colon emptying dumps. He's a man who can appreciate a good log. Please welcome Rich Lumberjack Meister to the show. Rich, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, baby, yeah, here! <laughs> Is that your lumberjack voice? That, that's like if, if Austin Powers was a lumberjack. He'd be like, logs, baby, logs! <laughs> or is it, I don't know if he's talking about shit or, like, logging. I don't know. I don't know well, what I think he's I don't probably talking about is. shit, remember? Who yeah. does number two work for? for? Yeah, that lines up. Do I make you loggy, baby? <laughs> Do I make you woody, baby? Woody? Yes. Horny? Woody? Because, like, yeah, wood. Erections. Yeah. Wood. <laughs> Anyways, how, how you doing, man? All right, man. Um, I just before the show started, um, I ran out to my local kung fu tea, uh, which is a boba chain. Uh, some of y'all may have heard of to get to get a Kirby boba tea. Okay, are you doing an AMA really quickly? Uh, yeah. Ask me. Ask me anything. Ask me anything about the Kirby boba tea. How many souls did you taste? Uh, I tasted the infinite souls of the cosmos. Okay, that was my only question. Josh, do you have anything you need to ask? Hmm. I mean, I guess the obvious one. What 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 flavor was this Kirby? It was a very sweet strawberry. Okay, which I think is the obvious one. Yeah, it it seemed like the choice, but you know, yeah, like the 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 boba were like a strawberry jelly. If I, because I feel like that's like you know the question you would you would want to know the answer to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there the choice of a blood Kirby? Um, I think uh, I think Kirby's blood is like green, so I'm gonna say no. Damn, makes sense. Well, damn. 
Well, I'm glad you went out and uh, did the work for us to figure out what it tastes like. Thank you very much for doing that, Lumberjack Meister. It was very, it was pretty delicious. It was worth it. Mm. Thank you so much. And I'm glad you're here, but we also have to introduce someone else, Rich, so let's get to that. So, I'm also joined... Did you mean me? Who's me? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm also joined by a friend who stuffs their children's stockings with sanitizing wipes. The reason, and I quote, I want this house to be cleaner than that fat bastard that illegally comes down my chimney every year. I'm tired of wiping off his baby elf batter from the walls. Please welcome Josh Chimney Sweet Fowler. Josh, how you doing today? It's so far from Christmas. I'd been trying to forget this, and I'm, just, I'm <laughs> back right, there again. I'm back there again. It's it's. You, You're you have sick to of move this on. disgusting you to, man. You have to live your life knowing this is going to happen every year. And you know what it causes you to do? Drink many warm beers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the cops are just like, "I'm sorry, Mister Fowler, but we can't do nothing unless we catch him with his dick in his hand." You think there's some kind of crime lab where they're just, you know, we scooping up jizz and just evaluating it? No such place exists. You, you did, Rich. We were rhyming, and you totally ruined it. Yeah, that was my intent. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm flummoxed right now, Rich. We had a good rhyme going. I'm, you're good. Fuck you. <laughs> Got him. <'em. laughs> ha! Sick burn. Suck it, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Suck Josh, it, Giuliani. <laughs> Josh, how you doing today, man? <laughs> uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm, uh, a little worn out. I've been, uh, doing yeah, a lot of, uh, jizz off the walls. ring fit this week. Well, yes. last, last few weeks, but a lot more this week. I've kind of bumped up the difficulty this week. And, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... That's good, It's more man. than I've been doing for a while. So, Are you over the hump of when you do ring fit, and this is always my favorite part of getting back into a regular workout, where it takes your pulse at the end, and it's like, dude, are you all right? That pulse thing never works. Um, like, I think unless you've got specifically like chronically warm hands it just it does not read crap for me the time every I'm time i try work out, my hands are pretty warm that i think like mm. it gets a pretty good reading but also like my rest like i can at least tell it's somewhat calibrated because i do like the resting ray at the beginning and it's a pretty normal one okay. and then like a very elevated one when i'm done so even if it's not like 100 percent accurate i could tell it's like getting a it, like it reads the increase so i know it's not completely fucking useless yeah, like, like they show the meter as it's reading it, and every time I see it, it's like, it's just going crazy. Like, it's, it's not, it's, it's like it, I know they tell you not to move your thumb, but like, any movement at all, while it's over that IR camera, seems like it completely throws off the reading. Entirely possible. Yeah. I'm sure it's less than that. They should have put out that Wii Pulse Ox all those years ago. Yeah. Yep, yep. We'd all be using that. Jizz. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean it's true. It all we all we all come. It all comes back to jizz in the end, you know. Yeah, you said mm-hmm. it, buddy. And I'm your host, Shay Layton. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you so much for jizzing on my ass every week, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. My ass has finally formed that nice sheen of jizz that just really... coats my ass, making it really pop in photos. I appreciate it. Can we start the show now? <laughs> <laughs> this is the show. I'm thanking you guys. Oh, okay. You don't like it? No, it's fine. Not your favorite? That's uh, it's been better parts. Yeah? Like what? I don't know. Everything? Yeah. <laughs> I seem to remember just, having better bits at some point. But. Just like other stuff. Like, we feel like we used to try. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, let's get into the topic of the show, since... uh. Jizz is an uncomfortable conversation around these parts. It's not uncomfortable, it just feels tired, you know? <laughs> the jizz is tired. We are getting to that age. <laughs> Give it a rest. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're like Blink-182 in their mid-30s, <clears throat> and it's like, alright guys, we get it. I actually you was listening... dicks. <laughs> I was listening to an episode of uh, Steve-O's podcast, Tom DeLong was on there, and he was like, not a lot, but he made a few jokes like that, and I was like, god damn, they're still making those jokes? Yeah, and then I was like, "Wait, how the fuck can I judge? I'm in my uh-huh. almost 33, making jizz and poop jokes still yeah, on your uh-huh. on your very serious podcast about Kirby." Yeah, super serious, man. Super serious stuff here. But now, um, yeah, let's get into the topic of the show. So, uh, this is one that's been kind of kicking around for a while. Just what is on our gaming bucket list? Uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock. Uh, for seemingly 15 years now and don't know what a bucket list is. Um, it's a movie with Morgan Freeman. That's what I was about to say. <clears throat> I, and? Think pretty, I think that's it. Jack Nicholson. Oh, right, that's true. Alfonso Freeman as well. Sean Hayes. I think Romana now you're just King. reaching. Like, yeah, I think we got all the big ones. Well, a bucket list basically... Based off of the 2007 movie that Rich was alluding to, essentially it's like when you know you are about to die, you are terminally ill. Can we just can we just cut all this and insert the audio bite of Morgan Freeman from the trailer for that movie where he's like, it's a list of things you do before you kick the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to pay for that, though. Uh, man, you'd be surprised what you could just put in a podcast. No one checks. Well... On the off chance that somehow somebody hears, let's not and say we did. But yeah, that's pretty much it, Rich. Thank you. Uh, so we're applying it to gaming, you know, like what are what are some things that we have to do before we hang up the towel in terms of gaming or, you know, hang ourselves, whichever comes first. Um, so, Rich, what is one of the items on your gaming bucket list? So I got a few things here, but I want some some clarification from you before I start like reading this off. Is this like strictly things I want to do in games, or is this just like things I want to do that are related to games? Did you listen to the intro I did at all? Were you paying any attention? Yeah. N- no. Okay. No. Then you should no. know the answer to that question. Well, I assume that means it's like 
you know, things. He to wants play you to talk about jizz, back- Rich. And backlog. <laughs> he's, he's fishing for this. He's. <laughs> I'm fishing for jizz. Yeah, you talked about jizz for like 20 minutes. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> no, it's the latter. It's the latter. I mean, it could be former or latter. The, both are okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure anything flies. Um, uh, jizz flies. There we go. Got one. I, I think that depends on what you're eating. You gotta eat the. Never mind. Just go ahead. Go what, ahead. What's say, on... say, say what you were gonna say. Just go with your fucking bucket list shit. Okay. I'm gonna uh, go with like. I don't even know if I'm gonna count this as my answer because I might have like an actual games one after this. But I really want to go to the Sega headquarters in Japan and take the picture in front of the Shadow the Hedgehog statue that's executing people. That's mm. absolutely one that. That, yeah, that, have you guys seen these pictures? They're like my favorite thing in the world. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They, they were like a rite of passage for Sega employees for a long time. There's a statue. I think it's still there at Sega headquarters in Japan of Shadow the Hedgehog with a nine millimeter pistol pointing it downwards, and people take pictures in front of it with their hands over their head like he's executing them. So, how did you originally hear about this? Game journalist Twitter. <laughs> people just tweeting pictures of themselves doing it. Like, this is, like, over a decade ago, I was seeing a lot of these. <laughs> That's fair. And why, why is that important to you? I just think it's really funny. I think it's really funny that Sega <laughs> built the statue of Shadow the Hedgehog with a fucking Glock. That's how much they believed in the franchise Shadow the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And here we are today, in the year of our Lord 2022, where that game is just a meme. <laughs> That's true. So what are you going to do to uh, make this gaming bucket list item happen? I'll tell you, I'm catching a flight as soon as this show is over. I'm coming to your place. And we're going to, I'm not going to do that because flights are very expensive right now. Um, But like, honestly, um, in the bigger scheme of what this one actually leads into is like, I very much want to make that Japan trip to visit a lot of the uh, local hotspots and studios and of, of bigger companies that have meant a lot to me over the years, like Sega headquarters, like um, Nintendo headquarters, those sorts of places. Uh, like, I'm, I'm more... I don't know. I want to make the video game pilgrimage, son. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard that somebody lives here that could help you out with that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, listen, when the time comes when flights won't cost me a place to live, um, that's going to happen. I actually think that flights are now cheaper than an apartment in New York. Um, not, I mean, if you live in Manhattan, yeah. Don't you live in Manhattan? No, I make like $6 an hour. Do you live in Brooklyn? No. I live on Long Island? Long Ireland. Long Ireland. Which is what drunk people call, nobody actually calls it that, that's a joke, but yes, I live on Long Island. Gotcha. Okay, well... All right. Well, that's your. That was a. That was a. Uh, that was a uh, unexpected turn right off the bat. Well, thank you, Rich, for that. You're learning a lot today. I am, Josh. What's one of the items on your gaming bucket list? Hmm. At some point, I think I'd like to get my Steam queue back down under two hundred. Mm. You're living in a dream world. Mm-hmm. At some point. And and I'm I'm not sure if that means playing more games or just 
ceasing to buy them at some point. Like, because... I mean, I've got to be fast closing in on the point where anything I buy after this uh, will not get played before I croak. So, uh... That's true. Yeah. I need to, I need to plan this out and, uh, you know, pro- probably require some spreadsheets, some, some real, real organization to, uh, to actually accomplish that of actually playing the games I own before that, I die. I don't how'd play that games, Steam I Summer them. Sale just treat you? I don't want to talk about it. So when these sales come around, there's nothing we left for me to buy. We don't talk about Steam. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> don't kill me, Disney. Sorry. I don't. I don't think they're listening. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, what? me. Yeah, me either. Uh-huh. Yeah, but no, that's fair. What's like? Yeah, I guess we can get into that later. But yeah, I mean, that's. That's crazy talk, Josh. I don't know if you're ever going to be able to do it. Well, I mean, that's that's why I said get it back down under 200. So that, you know, that's only like another 150 games I have to play to, to accomplish that goal. You can knock that out tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's doable. Hmm. I think. Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so what what are you gonna do to tackle this problem? Seriously, probably nothing. Well, I, no, I I think kind of like I was saying. I think at some point I'm just gonna have to stop buying games. Not allowed. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have a problem, Josh, with buying games? Maybe. Maybe nah, like most of them, I do. Kind of like you were saying with the the Steam sale, it's. You know, Always. I'm not buying a bunch of brand new $60 games, but, you know, I'll see something on there, 4 or $5, like, oh yeah, I, I wanted to play that, and grab it, and then not actually ever have time for it. Because that's, yeah. that, that's about the price point where I'm like, oh yeah, sometime. I'm, I'm sure I'll have some that's time. Like, yeah, that's like you picked up a soda yeah. at the, you know, at the, the gas station. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it just it adds up whenever there's hundreds of them, so. Yeah, but you know, hundreds of sodas, Mm -hmm. hundreds of sodai. That's the plural soda. Sodarum. (laughs) No, they travel in Sodarum. Yeah, (laughs) they hail from the planet Sodarum. They they travel in pops. Shay, what about you, buddy? What's one on your (laughs) list? Uh, the first on my gaming bucket list is to erase my memory of that shitty pun. Um. Yeah, that was pretty... Nah, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I just, like, I never get to give somebody else shit for always. shitty puns. I'm I'm always the one that gets the shit, so... Yeah. 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 But, no, um... <clears throat> one of mine is... Somehow, in some way, I have to trick my brain for about a week or two weeks into willingly playing the Metal Gear Solid series. It's the greatest story ever told in any medium, so I'm not really sure why you'd have to trick yourself into that. I can't stand. Uh, imagine, imagine if the characters in the room were watching a movie 
that was them hate-watching a movie. Mm. There you have the Metal Gear Solid series. Series. Yes. Yeah, Metal well. Gear Solid, the greatest story ever told mm-hmm. in any medium. Um, well, in order to watch this, or more accurately, uh, play this series, I will you have shattering? to... I will have to... Um, Perhaps be drunk for two weeks straight, or maybe take some hallucinogenic drugs. I don't. I don't understand. It's like the greatest video game series of all time. The greatest story ever. Yeah, I'd I'd play one, and and then I'd play the skateboarding game that comes with uh, um, uh, what's the special edition version of two? Substance. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, play the skateboarding so from there. I want to play one, two, three, four, five. Uh, eh. Peace Walker. Um, just I would just play all of them, yeah. oh, except I, for that one that they made without Kojima. Was that a po- not Apocalypse Rising? Was it five? It's Metal Metal Gear Survive. Oh no, that, yeah. No, I do genuinely. Five had a to... little to do with them. But... Five had a plenty to do. Five is pretty fucking great. I do want to give it the game another genuine try to play that series to see why everybody enjoys it so much, but I've just never been able to get into it. So um, I know maybe some people who know that I've hated that series for so long are surprised to hear that, but I want to genuinely give it an honest chance. Yeah. Again. No, like it's, it's, it's pretty good as a satire. Basically all the gears up until <clears throat> Metal Gear Solid are the same mm-hmm. game, just remade over and over again for each new console. Yeah. And they're all great. Um, and then from that point on, like he made this cinematic thing that caught on at that point, and it seems like he had to start taking it seriously. So he had right. to, like, okay, we made this ridiculous, over-the-top, satirical thing. And then from that point on, he's got to somehow take it seriously, and it just gets more and more batshit crazy with every installment at that point. I don't want to harp on this forever because I'll just go into a rage. But, um, like, this is kind of what I talked about where, and, like, granted, I came around on that, like, later on, the whole Death Stranding thing. But, like, my problem with Death Stranding as opposed to Metal Gear was, like, Metal Gear would be super self-serious at all times, but then, like, a fucking, like monkey with a cigar in its mouth would like wander through the background and you'd briefly be reminded that this is supposed to be stupid mm-hmm. um like death stranding took itself super seriously without any of like the levity um and once i kind of looked past that and was like this is actually dumb and if i just l- pretend that it knows what it's doing even if it doesn't um i'm gonna enjoy myself <laughs> yeah a lot of the goofy stuff in death stranding was like side quests and hidden in yes. stuff it- instead of it being in your face so Which Metal very, Gear very stupid, and then all the self-serious stuff kind of all shoved together. So yeah, it, it kind of, yeah. Mm. Metal Gear Solid's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want to give it a try again at some point, but um, it's pretty low on my <laughs> bucket list, to be honest with you. It's not like it's at the top of the pile, but it, it's on there. It's on there. Uh, Rich, what's another one? Um, this is like a weirder sort of like 
in a perfect world where I could afford to spend the right money on collecting that I want to, I want to complete a hard copy of the SNES library. Wow. Like, 100%. Like, even the sports yeah. games and everything? Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Damn. Just How from a collecting cool? standpoint, I'm I'd probably not even, like, a sixth of the way there. Like, mm. I have, like, the SNES games that mean something to me for the most part, with a few exceptions. Um, but I would just like to be able to be, like, SNES library complete. Like, right here, baby. That, you know, that's difficult. I had a friend, like, 12 years ago who was on the train of getting every Nintendo 64 game. And I think he was mm. 64 shy. library is smaller. I feel like, that might be more feasible. SNES is still feasible. I wouldn't try something like the PS2 or something, because that would be fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, no, you'd need um, to buy an extra two houses to store them. Even the PS1 it would be shaky. But Super Nintendo is totally feasible. Like, some of them are super pricey. Um, again, we're talking in a scenario where, like, I'm in a position where I can just kind of afford, like, have the expendable funds. Like, let's just say that's not an object. Like, I, it's something I would love to do and to just have because those, you know, just, it, it means something to me. Hmm. I, yeah, I think it would be really cool. Like, I've thought about doing that with the PS1 games and the Sega Genesis games at, at, at some point, but my concern is, like any kind of damage like if your house catches on fire if somebody comes in and steals your shit um weathering like man spend yeah, all that money in that time and get so emotionally invested and then something happens to it sure but i mean that's true of anything i can't live my life like that mm. right yeah yeah it's I think it'd be really cool. So do you, are you going to start actively collecting or is it just something that is kind of like a passing? I mean, I, I've always collected, but like if I, you know, come across something that's not in my collection that I really want, I will go out of my way for it. If I see something that I don't have and it's like, you know, something I could pick up chief at like a, a flea market or something, I just grab it. Like I'm not actively pursuing it in a way that is like, I'm definitely going to get this done. But like when things kind of fall into my lap and present them to me, I don't, uh, I don't look the other way on it. And I do have a pretty decent uh, Super Nintendo library at this point, but uh, it's not like I've been going out of my way for the small stuff at this, at, at this juncture. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What's next on the, the pile that you want to get? <clears throat> um, I need to, because I have, I have the Super Famicom uh, of Final Fantasy VI in box. I want to get like our Amer the North American like Final Fantasy three mm. in box. That's one I would very much like to get. Hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, good. That's a great. That's a great um, choice for the bucket list for sure. Josh, what's your next bucket list item? Hmm. I really don't know if there is anything else I really want to do like kind of within the gaming space as far as that's concerned. Kiss um, Wario. I mean, at some point, I'd like to... Like, I've made games before, but not anything that was worth releasing. Like, they were all just clones of other things while I was learning to code. Like, I made, you know, some Asteroids clones and 
a few other arcade games like that, but at some point, I think I'd like to actually make something that's not a clone. Something and, completely and, original. Yeah, completely original, you know, with the intention of actually releasing it. Mm. Um, yeah, just like kind of going it from, from that position instead of just kind of screwing around and learning how to make something. Like, actually just make something. You heard it here first. 2023, Joshua Fowler presents Sword Chomp the Game. Uh-huh. A sword it's a swallowing simulator. It's a VR it's game. The, the VR <laughs> experience. And no, it's a game where uh, the bonus level is you have to clean cum out of a chimney. <laughs> come on, that's a tired joke, Rich. Yeah, that is fucking tired. I heard some dumb schmuck say it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you too. No, but the, the sword swallowing simulator, I like that because it comes with a shot collar. So every time you accidentally nick your exactly. throat, you get shocked. Exactly. It's, it's got to have its own... Uh... It's operation Extra for adults. peripheral there. Yeah. It comes with one of those, like, uh, not an actual lightsaber, you know, like those off-brand light swords you'd get at, like, a, uh, a, oh, yeah. a fair, like, and you have to, like, put that in and it collapses as it goes just to simulate the sword-swallowing experience. Exactly. Mm. Joshua Fowler's sword-swallowing experience. <laughs> <laughs> VR. <laughs> I like it, guys. We're on to something here. We're on to something. Well, I that's, think a good, we are. that's a good choice, I suppose. There's I like one it. quote I... on the back of the box that says, this is actually just a way to launder money. <laughs> <laughs> this is a way to sell our NFTs. Uh, yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff. Um, another one on my bucket list. Man, I don't know. I don't think about this too much, to be honest with you. This is more for you guys than it was for me. But um, I guess... I guess, uh, no, you know what? To play every single game in the Shining uh, series. Like, I played the first okay. two Shining Forces. I played Shining in the Darkness. I played Shining Neo and Exa on the PS2. And I played the uh, Game Boy Advance remake of Shining Force 1. I like to play all the other Shining games as well, even if they're bad. You know, there just you to have played them. Yeah. You know, I guess that can kind of. They're not on my Steam list, so it's not a part of that last one, but I guess now that you mention that, I, I'd like to go through the uh uh like the entire world of Suda fifty one games. Cause oh, there are yeah. there are quite a few of those that I've missed. And I'd like to like go through those in order at some point. Just to mm. see yeah. how those all connect up in ways that are probably not intentional at the time and then Retroactively, Retroactively intentional. Retroactively yeah. yeah. is a weird, fun guy, though, so I have full confidence he did it in a fun way, even if it's clearly not the intent at the outset. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to go through all those at some point, because I've played quite a few of them, but there were, there were a few that never really caught on in the West early on that, you know, I've had to go back and get a hold of, but haven't haven't sat down to play yet. So... You need to make the time to do that at some point. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I like that. Yes, to playing games that we haven't, we've been meaning to play but haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna do a like something a little bit different for this last one. I want it to be like something that pertains to us here at Sword Chomp. What is something like, like a gaming bucket list for Sword Chomp? Like all three of us, and including Ray and 
yeah. you know, everything. Like, it's kind of like manifesting. We're manifesting now as a b- gaming bucket list item. Sure. Rich, um, I want to start off with you, buddy. Yeah, it's no problem. I got an easy one because it's one I was actively writing some stuff for before we started here. And something I really want to do, which is I, I want to produce more video content because I have a lot of ideas for that. Hmm. And it is something I feel strongly about. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What like are you talking about just like playthroughs or are you talking about skits? Like what kind of video content? Um playthroughs but more like gimmicky style stuff. Like there's a number of I'm just going to throw one out there because I might end up doing it in uh sometime this week when I have the next few days off. I might work mm. the first of them. And a lot of my ideas in the past as I've iterated to you guys are to do some Twitch live streams that I can then archive and edit up into things to put on the YouTube. Um which for a long time, I had an idea, and it's funny because you mentioned this at the top of the run, uh, Pokemon Nuzlocks. Um, yeah. But I had an idea of doing a series that was Nuzlocks of Pokemon knockoffs. So it's harder <laughs> because you don't know the monsters. Oh, I like that. Like Nexomon Nuzlocke. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Or Temtem. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's a, a plethora of these games, and it, now there's plenty of really good ones. Right. So it could just be a fun experience. Yeah, yeah. That make, that that could be cool. Yeah. Or infuriating. Mm, I like that. It could be both. Yeah. The fun, <laughs> half the fun could be in how infuriated I am. Maybe it's more fun for you guys than it is for me. That actually sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. Josh will just show up and watch me sweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. I like that one. All right, Josh. What's what's one for you? I had something in the and then I was thinking about all of Rich's runs and it's gone. It's like damn it. <laughs> He's lost it. Yeah, like I was yeah, god damn it. My brain. Uh fuck, what was it? It was it was Keep something the multiplayer the related, something multiplayer related with us. I can't more co-op what, streams. I mean, yeah, like obviously more co-op stream type things. But like it was like specifically something, something you actually like a very specific. Yeah, thing exactly. In and my brain is just completely. Lost it. God damn it. What was it? I don't know. Next question. <laughs> you want me to go first, Josh? Let him marinate. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, we we need to get together and do like a a group playthrough. Probably stream it as well of uh, Monaco. Hmm. Okay. What's yours is mine. The the heist game. Um. Okay. Because I love that game and. It's hectic enough with one person, but with four people, I think it could be just nearly overwhelming. Um, and I think that would be a fun one. Yeah, just to, to get together and uh, and do that. That's a good I, one to go back yeah, to. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw that they were making a 3D Monaco. Now. Hey, I'm just going to throw this out there for anyone that's interested, because I went to check because I had never bought Monaco back in the day. Yeah. That game's on sale for two ninety nine right now. There you go. It's really fun. It's got a it's got a fun conceit of the, the way the story missions are put together, where you're 
basically talking to the detective, explaining like what what went down in this. And so you play through with each of the different characters through these levels, explaining what happened to the mm. detective or who whoever's interrogating you after you all got caught and none of your stories match up. Which is I, I like that. That would be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, like that. More stream, more maybe. maybe it's like a yeah, like we said at the onset of that, like more multiplayer experiences with each other. Yeah. Always great. Always yeah. good. Um for us, I think my gaming bucket list for Sword Chomp would be that I don't know. I'm really not good at game or just bucket lists in general. But maybe like one of the things I would like to see us manifest is that um Sorry, I can't think of anything. I, I would say maybe <laughs> just um that we are able to like for one year we get exclusively review codes. We never have to actually pay for a video game, not a single one we want because we're big enough to where we, um, we are asked to review them and it would be a little bit more stressful, of course, but we are, we're big enough to where we can, you know, play these games and review them and people actually take what we have to say in regards to those with a grain of salt, but also take it somewhat seriously. And the then, second part will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we don't have to pay for games for a full year. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd like that. And, and, and or just, you know, make enough not, that we're not in the red in general. But yeah. <laughs> I would like to make a profit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I just got back from talking with the board of directors, which is a bunch of stuffed animals of Totodile. And they said <laughs> the margins are in the black. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be nice. It's the dream. That's true. That's true. But um I yeah, that's pretty much I guess the the one I I have to say. Like Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you guys have any other any last remaining ones that you guys want to mention before we go on a break? I mean, I think I would uh second yours obviously there's there's a lot that uh i think we need to to chip away at but like that was a big one for me just because i think i think the things we mentioned would all go long ways to just seeding into the success of it all yeah yeah you know what i mean i couldn't tell if you were being serious or if it was a bit so i was like i was was kind of listening Hmm? i was being serious okay and i was being higher and higher with you rich lois (laughs) <laughs> finally i've been waiting all show dude for that. i did it four times yeah, Josh, you've just been missing it because of the lag <laughs> i've missed it every time god damn that was the first time i heard it all right well yeah i agree with you rich i agree with you on that josh do you have any last ones that you want to mention no i th- i think that's it i, I think kind of the big ones like eventually play the games i own and then at some Not point make my own or kind of the the big ones but yeah like there's yeah. Little things here and there. Other than that, not gonna happen. Fun to get around to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Make our own game would be dope. Yeah, it's an RPG, um, 
Our, our, uh, actually, no, this is just the funniest idea I've ever had. Our video game will be a Sword Chomp narrative RPG, um, but it's turn-based combat, but when it's each of our turns, the gameplay is completely different. Yep, I like that. Like, Sounds promising. it's my turn, it's just a traditional turn-based RPG. When it's Shay's turn, it just turns into a 3D tactics grid. Josh's turn is, like, some weird, intricate indie card game. That would like get, really we'll have to make three different cool. art styles that it switches yeah, it between. Yeah, as the turns yeah. change. Yeah. I love that idea, actually. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Um, I'll say one more just for the fucking hell of it. <laughs> I would like... Th- I've had an idea for a video for quite some time now. Um, and I'm not going to say it on here because I, I think I will someone make it happen. Someone well they will and I'm gonna make it and I think it's a fucking surefire way of getting some notice Shay, on YouTube you should rest assured that people never take ideas and people in the Destructoid comments told me this years ago that I'd given away my best idea for free I wrote an article for that website where I pitched what I still think is a great game idea and nobody's done it mm. and Marvel's making a ton of video games now I pitched a Persona style X-Men RPG which I still think is a great idea yep. for a video well, game. I think it's a difference between making a fucking video game and going nah, out Nah, they're about the same idea. amount of work. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're from right. what you I hear, from internet comments. You can do both in an afternoon. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. Well, I mean, I think... I'll tell you guys about my idea off, off air. I've but... figured as much. Yeah. It'd be really weird if like we went on break and we're like, what's the idea? And you're like, none of your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell everyone but you guys. Suck it. Maybe I'll tell I'll tell the patrons too. I'll tell them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I think yeah, I mean it's gonna be a shorter topic this week, but uh I didn't That's ask okay. for the listener comments this week because I forgot. <laughs> it was mm. just gonna be the best well, my that, it just, reason it felt for it. Kind of morbid <laughs> suggesting that all our fans were going to die. Hey, what do you want to do before you die? Yeah. It's like, is he threatening me? Yeah. Also, yeah, and I'll, t- I'll tell you <laughs> off the air why I, I had a little bit of a, a little bit of issue asking that question off the air as well. I'll tell you guys about it. But um, anyways, yeah, so that's the topic. We're going to go on our quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with uh, the Chopcast. So don't go anywhere. Shay. Shay, you there? Yeah, what's up? I don't know if Josh can hear us. I hacked into his edit of the podcast so we could plug the other shows. Quick, we got, you gotta, gotta tell me what kind of new shows we have on the horizon. What's going on? What's in the feed? Okay, so it was like I was saying to my friend the other day that freedom isn't free, bitch. That's a reference for no one, but that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why I'm here. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to tell you about new episodes of Evoking the Sublime. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that podcast that I recently got three new episodes up on. Yeah. Thanks for pitching that, man. Thanks for plugging that. No, I am legally obligated to. Well, I heard you got some episodes up on uh, Jumping at the Bits. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we got a new one up on Kirby, where we talk about all about his history, his first two games in depth, and his just general facts about him overall. Oh, oh shit, here comes Josh. Uh, Josh, we were just we were just telling the people about uh, Chomping After Dark and nothing else like you requested. Maybe maybe you could tell them a little bit about that. Chomping After Dark. Yeah, yeah you, you remember that. In, yeah, you know that one. While I'm editing, 
How did you get here? It's not important. The point is, Chopping After Dark is a show where we spoil video games and sometimes movies. I heard we do comic books occasionally and TV shows, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Occasionally we do do those things. Yeah, and you said doo-doo. <laughs> I did say doo-doo. It's funny because it comes from your butt. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, anyways, Josh, we'll let you get back to editing. Sorry about interrupting you. And we're back. We're back with the podcast. We're going to talk about some games now. First on the agenda, on the docket, on the list, I'm going to talk about the new Cuphead DLC. That's right. I'm going to talk about the delicious last course. I um, I'd finished up Stranger Things last night, a little bit more on that later. And I was just, you know, browsing the Switch to see what games I could play with uh, my girlfriend. And I saw that delicious last course had dropped. I was like, oh, shit, I got to get that right now. Mm-hmm. And so her and I ended up playing that last night for a few hours. And then I played it a little bit this morning. And I got to tell you guys. Tell me about it, Miss Chalice, Sherry. It's fucking good. Like, it's seven the, bucks. It's real cheap. Yeah, it's really cheap. And there is a ton of content here already. Like, um... They they put in like some cutscenes, obviously, and whatnot for um, explaining how you end up playing as Miss Chalice, which is awesome. It's a cool little series of sequences, and it's animated very well, as to be expected. And they introduce her in a very cute way. And basically, how you use her is one of your your slots is basically um, taken up by this cookie that transforms you into her essentially so it swaps your soul with her soul so she comes out into the tangible world and whether you're playing as cuphead or Mugman, you go out or you go into the spirit world and the whole point of this dlc is basically you are killing bosses or defeating bosses to assemble the ingredients to make this pie the special pie that this baker has developed that will allow him to bring miss chalice into the world again in permanency because the cookie only allows for temporary so that's the basis of this um some of the designs on these boss battles have been insanely cool um without giving too much away my favorite one so far is the snow boss um you'll know it when you you'll know it when you uh play it it is a great boss battle it's very imaginative as you know, the core game was. I actually, I played and beat the core game again this past week um, Damn. in order to prepare for this DLC. So I, I That's probably a good idea, though. Shake the rust off. Yeah. I needed it. I, I didn't realize how rusty I had gotten at that game. And um, I had, it like, it was a good reminder of certain things you can do. Because, like, for example, um, when you bounce off one of the uh, parryable items, you can dash off of that. And I had forgotten you could do that. And about like a quarter of the way through the game, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot more I can do here with these abilities if I'm, you know, playing around with them well enough and I'm thinking about them and how to like chain them. So it was it was really good practice. And I think it's actually I would say in some regards, it's kind of necessary to play as Miss Chalice, like to remind yourself because she has a unique dash. She has a double jump. And because of that double jump, 
um, the parry becomes a little bit different. Instead of um, jumping on the parry, you dash into the parry with her, which makes hers a little bit different, mm. which is a good, a good thing in some instances and a bad in, in other instances. I, I was actually going to ask Shay, uh, because mm. I, I was reading about uh, what you already mentioned, how uh, choosing Miss Chalice is not like a from-the-menu thing. It's equipable to either Cuphead or Mugman. Right. Um, and based off how different her kit is, I was kind of assuming, and I was wondering if having some hands-on time with it, you feel that's probably the case. Do you think that, like, using up that sort of equipable slot is kind of a balanced thing? Uh, yeah. With the way she works as compared to Cuphead and Mugman? Um, it's, I think it's necessary in order to play the DLC, because, for example... Um, in the on the snow boss, there's one of his phase, one of their phases, I should say, where basically you you either need the double jump or you need the the smoke dash, and the smoke dash allows you to like essentially phase through. Um, a, so you get iframes on the dash with her. Yeah. I guess. that that is one of the few trinkets that felt locked in permanently in the original smoke game. Dash? Yeah, yes. it changes how you play is the thing. It not just changes, like it it makes the game a whole lot more it it like it feels significantly better having iframes on that dash. Yes. Um once you have yes. that. Oh, I yes. agree. I agree. But I'm sure there's a number of people who are like, "Oh, I don't play it that way." Like I like that might be like the meta and I w- I would agree with both of you on that, but I guarantee you there's probably people like, "Oh, I don't use that build at all." Oh, oh yeah. for sure. For sure there's some people that are probably like, "Oh, that's too easy." In some ways, I'm sure there are some of those people out there, but what, whatever. I mean, like what, whatever the case may be, play however you want to play. But I think that with this DLC, she's uh, she's pretty much essential because there there are some boss fights that you do here that her abilities make things easier. For example, um, actually on break, I was I was in the midst of doing one of the airplane battles. Um, you guys remember the airplane battles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead mm-hmm. of and like. Cuphead and Mugman fire a single round, like, it's a single round, uh, not single round, it's a, it's a, like, fully burst, automatic, it, single line burst, is okay. what I'm trying to say, but hers is a three, three line burst, um, and it's okay. a, fully automatic, spread shot. and, yes, a spread shot, essentially, and it's necessary for the boss fight I'm doing, um, hmm. just because of all the things that are flying at you on screen and stuff, if you didn't have that triple burst round, it would be significantly more difficult. Not impossible. Can you, ta- Go ahead. Can you take Miss Chalice back into the, the main game? What's I'm I think you can, yes. I, I, I think I remember reading you can bring you can use her in the base game. I yes. haven't done that yet. Because it's just from what I read, I just want to make sure this is correct. It's just like a new island is added to the map, right? Like you can just pick it up in the middle of an existing file. Well, yeah, it's a new island, obviously a new character. There are some new abilities you can buy at the store. Um, okay. I haven't played around with them yet, but I've just been doing like fighting the, the various bosses because they're... But it isn't like it's a, a second executable, right? It's just like there's new area on the map. I believe. Yeah, yeah. So it's... um. It's in the uh, Inkwell Isle 1, basically. You go there, and then they're like, oh, wow, this new area suddenly opened up. And then you go there, and then you take a boat to this new island, essentially. Okay. So that's pretty much it. Okay. It's cool, though. Um, there's this area where I haven't explored it much, but there's this king who's like, oh, you're going to do these series of mini games," And I was like, oh, I'll do that another time, because I want to... I wanted to see all the various bosses and levels and stuff, so I haven't played around with it 
enough. Um, I've just been doing some of the boss fights. I think I've done four or five of the boss fights at this point, and they are crazy cool. I love mm-hmm. them. Like the music is still just as superb as you know the core game. The visuals are just as phenomenal um, as the core game. I really like the way Miss Chalice plays a lot. Um, like I think in the core game, it w- in some boss fights, it would make those boss fights a lot easier using her. She also gets an additional uh, HP. I forgot to mention that. So she has four HP. Hmm. So I think it it's would interesting. Core- I've been trying to think about how some of, like you said, the dash is how she bounces off of uh, hmm. the like the pink. They're not just projectiles. Oh, parryable items. Yeah, parryable stuff. Is it? I, I was trying to think about that. I was wondering how it would even work for some of the fights, especially near the end, like with King Dice. You've got spots where like you have to drop down on top of things in order yeah. to parry them, and I was wondering how that would even work. Yeah, I, I'm curious about that too. And yeah. maybe just maybe you can do it off the double jump. I haven't figured out how, or I haven't figured out the timing yet. Mm. So maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm not sure. I am sure. curious. Yeah. Because it seems yeah, like they would be... I, I, I don't next know. It's impossible just, just tr- on that boss fight. Yeah, yeah. That's my, my thought. There's, like, there's got to be a solution. There's no way they'd make a boss unbeatable as one of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. really and need to get to this. I've been looking forward to this for a while, and I just it completely slipped my mind that it was yesterday. Yeah. 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 It slipped my to mind, too, well. somehow. But um, I've been having a ton of fun with it um so far again i'm not that far into it i'm excited to you know beat all the different bosses and the different levels that the the new island has and i'm also excited to like un- unlock some of the abilities that this dlc brings and i'm i'm excited to go through the core game as miss chalice again i will probably go through the core game again one more yeah, time. that it's been yeah. so long, and like the idea of like a new character who's not just like new aesthetic, like purely new mechanics too. That that adds a lot of replay value. She to plays that. so mm-hmm. differently, and she's a lot of fun to play with. So um, I'm glad to hear that. That's like that's way more appealing than just like there's a third female character now. I yeah yeah I would say so. Like even then, I mean, there, there's something to be said for oh, it's it's still cool. That, but- but yeah, yeah, no, but the the idea that like she plays like drastically differently than Cuphead or Mugman, like that's awesome. That's really cool. And I think she's well balanced too so far. Like um she doesn't like in with in accordance with the uh DLC, I should say. She doesn't sure. feel overpowered with like having one extra health and her some of her abilities are stronger base-wise than uh Cuphead or Mugman's the double but I guess jump. She- you gotta consider she's also down a trinket slot, so mm. like there's balance in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I there there is there is a lot of balance there, but in the DLC, I don't know how that's going to translate to the core game. We'll have to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. So, um, yeah. So I mean, I I can't say too much more about it. I don't think. Um, I think for seven dollars, it's absolutely worth the money already. I've already had, you know, like four or five hours. I can't hours believe it's that fun. cheap. And I that's literally more... can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like four to five hours worth of fun is more fun than I have buying a fucking avocado toast because I'm a millennial. <laughs> I like avocado toast. I pay that for avocado toast. Oh, me too. But like, this is uh, my, uh, time-wise in accordance with the money. Yeah, more fun. Today I spent thirty six dollars on gas, and I was like, "Hey, gas is going down." 
<sighs> is it really? I don't remember the last I got, time I spent uh, less than fifty dollars on gas. I got uh, gas for four fifty nine today. Ooh, which is like I've been paying over five dollars. Hmm, not too shabby. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, that yeah. is cool, man. You know what else is cool? Tell me. Neon white. It is. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> um. Josh had been talking a little bit about Neon White uh, last week, but now I finally sunk my teeth into that, this game. This game is... Now having like a little more perspective on it, I just want to say the things that this game is before Josh and I talk about it, because it's a weird mouthful. Um, this game is 90s-ass anime, speed-running, first-person shooter, visual novel dating sim. Those are okay. all the genres. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I just... If you have, like, any... And here's the thing. I think this game is worth it, even if you don't give a shit about the story. But the story is clearly written uh, by someone, Ben Esposito being that someone, the Donut County guy, um, who just has a reverence for, like, that 90s era of dub anime. Uh, like down to the voice work and the weird character interactions. But uh, for anyone who, who didn't listen to last week for what Josh was talking about, the main plot basically is you are Neon White, one of these Neons who is uh, essentially a demon who in heaven who every... Is it every year, Josh? Do they? I don't it's remember. Every, they, I think it's every year. Every year, yeah. Basically, like, the worst people in hell are brought up to heaven to slay the overpopulation of demons. And whoever scores the highest at the end of these, like, ten days uh, gets to stay in heaven for the rest of the year. Um, and there's just so much weird... Like, the aesthetic is really cool, but the gameplay loop is just... Very simply, you are trying to get the fastest time on level completion, where you're moving from point A to point B, killing demons, and using these secondary abilities and all the weapons you pick up that are represented by cards that'll be everything from... When you discard the pistol, you get a double jump. When you discard the machine gun, it turns into a bomb that explodes and can destroy some barricades, and also you can use it as a bomb jump. It's all about speed, and when you're doing it right, you're completing a level in, like, under 30 seconds, and then looking at how Josh's score is still eight seconds faster than you and not understanding <laughs> what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's... Man, this game, it's so weird. Josh and I were talking about before this started how... Um, for anyone who played Donut County, it, it's the same guy made this game, and those games are both great, but also couldn't be more different. So I now have full faith in anything he wants to make. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, this is contender of, like, this is, like, game of the year contender for me right now. It's, like, yeah. the Hades Damn. of this year for me. It's, yeah, I talked about this last week about how it's built around speedrunning as an idea, but it's built around teaching you how to speedrun in a lot of ways with like you know as you get better at a level it'll give you a hint be like here's a here's maybe a shortcut you could take if you hadn't noticed it before uh and also like here's a collectible that's way the fuck over there in some place that you doesn't look remotely accessible but if you if you figure out how to use the tools we give you you can totally get there um yeah and like josh said the hints are even like some of them are like explicit like 
to the point of is it at the silver ranking? Uh, uh, I think uh gold. I, silver gold gives the you hint, yeah. the the collectible, and gold gives you right. the the level hint. So when you get at least a gold uh medal on a level, which the highest is platinum, but then there's also a secret hidden dev time award. Um, it straight up shows you the optimal path at one point. Like you'll see an icon or, that'll be or act, part like, of the act- optimal path. It'll show yeah. you a shortcut. It'll be like, actually, yeah. you can use your discard ability to cut across this chasm here or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's um, cool. Have you finished the game then? Or no? Uh, I've put like a solid six hours into it at this point. I'm in chapter three. I think I got a ways to go. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's ten chapters. The Do you know? Uh, what, ten what chapters is what... It's it's set it's set up like a you've got ten days. Uh, the the story being it's the ten days of judgment while you're there clearing out all these demons and then they give you so your score and every uh, day is basically like a collection of like ten, roughly ten levels. The uh, they um, vary. It's like they, they, ten yeah, ten is the most. A couple of them are shorter. I think than the that. the last one is only like three. There are sure. a few of them that are shorter that have like boss. But levels then there's and like some very downtime like visual novel stuff in between where like the collectibles you get in the levels are gifts you can give to the other neons to like unlock dialogue with them and also uh by furthering your relationships with them you unlock bonus levels um okay. that that have like different rules and i've been having a lot of fun with those like oh, yeah. for example um in neon yellow's bonus levels the gimmick is like neon yellow can't use discard abilities Oh, so okay. you have to get through the level with just the weapons or like neon violets levels um, are just there's no demons, but they're filled with all these deadly hazards like there's spike pits and shit everywhere. OK, yeah. That sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, like when Josh was first talking about this game, I was interested. I need to get around to it. I've heard a lot of people is, been talking uh, about it. Yeah, it's it's one of the standouts for this year, for sure. It's got crazy good style i like if you like that 90s ass anime writing which i do like almost intentionally like goofy and dumb like i'm having a lot of fun with that but even if you're not even if you're kind of skipping through that stuff there's still a lot to like here yeah Mm. the they give you a skip button for any of the dialogue whether you've seen a cutscene or not so you can can just jump past if that's if that's something you don't care about at all it is skippable but none of it's super long-winded like it, they don't they don't pull you out for a long time uh you know like it's it, most of it's gameplay like most of your time in this game is going to be gameplay um other than kind of like rich said you know between missions which are just a chunk of levels you can go talk to everybody so you uh you know, you could just kind of do all the talking, then all the There's gameplay. If you like a, a mini arc break. in there too, where uh, like if you're performing well, your neon level wise, they give oh, you yeah, these yeah. tickets, uh, so you can unlock heavenly delights, which are like you go to the angels and they give you like heavenly rewards, and they they all kind of add up to. I, I think they show you the full chart at the beginning, and like the first thing's like ice cream, but obviously the end game is like the last thing is like this super cool fucking katana, and your character's main weapon is a katana, so he's like, oh, look at the fucking samurai sword. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Oh yeah, that was that was the other. That's kind of the other progression mechanic. You can just beat the level with bronze or anything, but to get your rank higher, you have to beat it with gold or the the ace. 
getting gold getting um, gold on a level at least boosts your neon rank and yes. you do need a minimum neon rank to, to move, move on, on to the next chapter yeah yeah to get your next mission to start the next so you need to levels. get a certain number of gold rankings per chapter um ish anyone it's 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 a total it, score so like i if if you're getting mostly gold early on you could get to a point where you don't need to get any gold ranks later on because yeah. you'll be high enough to just kind of ahead of time to just but keep also, going through but anyone who listens to this podcast and probably knows you and i josh knows that the reason i've already put six hours into chapter three is because i'm not leaving a cha- uh, stage until i get platinum on it oh yeah yeah mm. cool yeah that sounds awesome um i need to play that fucking game Yes, you do. Yeah, yes, yeah. Do. Rich is saying he's got about six hours in so far in chapter three. I, I've beaten it at this point, but I've also got like forty hours into it because I've been. That doesn't surprise me, but yeah. I'm just happy to know there's that much game there. Oh, there absolutely is. If, if it's if only you're like twenty dollars, it's not an expensive game. You know, like tr- actually trying to do the speed running. Like if you're just finishing it to finish it, a that's not really what the game's about. But you know, it's kind of. If you wanted to, I, I, like less than ten hours, probably. Just to also do as it. A, f- a fun note, because I compared it to Hades earlier. This game might be hornier than Hades. Impossible. <laughs> it's it, it's a there are way tough less call. characters to be horny about. So just by but, sheer volume, Hades may have it beat. But well, no, no, not not to be horny. Like the characters are hornier. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Like volume, Hades probably has it beat. Density. This is much. This yeah. is a much more dense amount of horny. Each character is way hornier at all times. <laughs> uh, it's got good yaw. Uh, I also like the mouth feel. <laughs> Next question. Uh, tell me about Immortal Life. Yeah. Uh, so this is one I've had on the back burner for a little bit. It's in early access. I'm playing it on Steam. Um, it is another one of those like Stardew Valley-esque farming RPGs. Um, but the reason I was drawn to this one in particular is because it is a Dungeoneering one with, you know, the city building farming elements. Um, but the setting was pretty unique for these type of games because it's mostly set in like a, uh, Chinese mythology setting. Oh, yeah, I remember you mentioning this briefly. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. So, the basic setup is, um... There's this sort of city in the mountains of like these immortals uh, who are training and you you your character gets a letter from this guy you had met in the mountain pass at one point who says like, hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm one of the, you know, immortals. There's a word for them that I cannot remember right now. They're like the sect or something like that. And he goes, we spent like centuries and focusing on like swordsmanship and all this stuff. And I think we focused like too hard in one direction and we don't even have anyone that understands agriculture. And, like, you're a pretty skilled farmer, so I want you to, like, become become one of us and, like, train with us and help us grow. So you show up there, and naturally some sort of, like, natural disaster hits as you're coming. And, like, the entire sect, like, is hit by a meteor or some nonsense. And almost everyone dies. Um, and one of, like, the last true immortals is in, like, a coma. Um... So the setup is, like, there's this smaller village at the base of the Sex Mountain of their, like, monastery. Gotta love Sex Mountain. Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say, did you say Sex Mountain? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Fuck Mountain, Michael. Um, uh, Of the Sex Mountain. Um, And 
I, all, all I'm hearing is Sex Mountain, Josh. Is, is that all you're hearing? <laughs> it's, it's called Fuck Mountain. Uh, but basically, the through line is... We're like, over you, on 69 Plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Going to Blowjob Caverns. It's sucking Fuck Alley. Um, but yeah, you're, you're rebuilding like a small farm at the foot of the mountain. You're rebuilding this sort of monastery that was destroyed um, through all the crafting. You know, the basic like planting crops gathering, like, stone and wood to build up the bigger things. There's, uh, dungeoneering. I only have one dungeon so far, and I have a pretty basic sword, but, like, there are good droppables you can get in there. Um, Was that before or after you visited the clit stalactite? During. Uh, the, uh, there's fishing, which seems like an obvious one. They also added something that I really like, and they, like, ripped off whole cloth, uh, the cooking system from Overcooked, basically. Uh, but this game has, like, a full kitchen cooking thing when you have ingredients where, like, it's like, here's the station where you chop up this ingredient and then put this in the steamer and pan fry this, and then the quality of the item you cooked is based off the speed in which you prepare everything. Oh, that's neat. And there's even, like, a series of side missions I got very invested in where, uh, the kitchen you're borrowing at the beginning, I could see this changing later in the game as you construct more buildings, is, like, basically there's an inn in the town, and you're like, hey, can I borrow your kitchen to cook? Um, and in exchange, they ask you to take on this series of side missions where you're actually preparing meals for the hotel guests. Um, and that's one of the main ways you unlock new recipes, and it's been a lot of fun to engage with. Uh, the thing I will put out there, because I'm liking this game a lot, I like these types of games, and I think this is a very good one. Uh, it is early access, and it is from a Chinese developer, so a lot of the translations that are currently in the game are pretty rough. Especially when I was doing the tutorial for the cooking, I kind of had to fumble through it to figure some of the stuff out because it wasn't explicitly stated. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that changes as it gets closer to a 1.0 release. Uh, but I, I think what's there is a really solid base. It's got a unique art, uh, simplistic but unique art to what these games normally look like. Mm. And I think the, the setting, like this Chinese mythology setting, really sets it apart from other games in the genre. It's not something you... Chinese mythology in general is not something you see in a lot of video games, and I think we're starting to see more than that of that in the recent years. Not just Chinese mythology, but other mythos aside from like the things like Greek mythology that's been mined to death at this point. Right. Yeah. Yes. Greek and Roman mythology and Norse mythology is starting to go that route too of just being mined to death. Yeah. Yeah. But like you don't see a ton of like that Wukong game got announced not too long ago, but like you're starting to see some more games based in Chinese mythology, and I think that's pretty cool. I do too. I do too. But um Yeah. Um anyway, so Yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. And I want to very, very briefly mention it's gonna be a spoiler free discussion about Stranger Things, the It better be because uh, I haven't started it. You haven't started it? I, I've been working all day, my man. Oh man. Uh here's all here's what I'm gonna say. I was really skeptical because the last two episodes are four hours long. The first episode, or episode eight, I should say, titled Again, Papa, these are films. I don't care what they tell us. It's an these hour are and a half long, and episode nine, the piggyback, is two and a half hours long. And I was really skeptical because, I mean, that's the length of one. It's not just a movie. It's a long movie. Yeah, no, they haven't made movies this long since the 1950s. Well, and, well, I mean, Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson's the director's King Kong. cuts, yeah. 
No, the base cuts were three and a half, three and 15 minutes, three hours and 15 minutes long. Were they? And I, yes. The, the, the last cuts one were, was. What, the were the first cut, two? Oh, we're, we're, All uh, of them I, were. I think. I'm pretty sure fellowship. the theatrical cuts of the first two were only like two and a half hours. Maybe. At least so, two and a half hours. Uh, the it's been forever the since I've actually looked at the times. I'm going to verify it for you. You, guys, you, just, yeah. you can keep going. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, because, again, I've not watched the theatrical cuts in decades, so I don't know. I just assumed they were significantly shorter. Um, the theatrical release of Fellowship of the Ring is 2 hours and 58 minutes. Okay. Um, the extended edition is 3 hours and 28 minutes. Two Towers is 2 hours and 59 minutes. Extended is 3 hours and 43 minutes. Okay, so yeah, that is almost an hour on that one, but not that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an and extra the hour. Return of, of the rocks. King theatrical yeah. is three hours twenty minutes, and the extended is four hours and eleven minutes. Okay, yeah, like God intended. Yeah, I knew they That's were right. significantly longer, but for some reason, I thought that they were even more different to those actual theatrical cuts. It just oh yeah, not quite that. Not yeah. not quite that severe, but yeah, I, they're I longer. Like, but yeah, but uh, on to Stranger Things, I was really skeptical because I, um. I was talking with Bebop about this privately. It's like, in some ways, it's almost like a lack of respect for the viewer's time. Because, like, who has two and a half hours to sit down and watch a fa- finale? Well, so it turns out that um, I went and bought a bunch of stuff for my girlfriend and I to sit down and watch it. And um, what we did is we watched episode eight. We took, like, a quick 10-minute break. and um, Yeah, was, an intermission. Kind of, yeah, like an intermission, essentially. And it was nice. It was actually nice because, like, we were able to pop some popcorn for the last episode and, like, have a, like, at-home movie theater experience for the final two episodes. That's fun. Uh, those four hours went by extremely quickly because of what is happening in the story. And um, it, was, it was nuts. It was, it was such a good watch. There were some really impactful heartfelt moments that I didn't expect that were beautiful. Like there are moments where I like I was almost crying and I was like, damn, I did not expect this, you know? Yeah. Um, there, there are also moments that were incredibly, incredibly cheesy that I laughed at when it's, when you're not supposed to clearly be laughing um, because of the, like some of the choices that they made in there. Um, yeah. So, cheese can be fun though. I love cheese. I and I I get what you're saying. Um, I like a sharp cheddar. I think that almost everybody got a really good moment in the finale, and there are some insanely good moments. Uh, there are some very uh, quiet moments that allow the actors to show their range, and there are some very epic moments that I did not expect as well. Um, I want to say like, and this isn't giving anything away. This is just personal opinion uh noah schnapp or um will he had some incredibly good moments and show it showed how good of an actor he is um like i was really impressed with some of the moments he had uh caleb mclaughlin who plays lucas Mm -hmm. had a really good moment like an extremely good moment more than one, to be honest with you, in the in the last two episodes, and I think that character has been heavily underutilized. So it's actually really good to see that he was um, getting his time to shine in the finales. So 
the or I say should say the two episodes that made up the finale. I man. the two feature films that made up the finale. Right, exactly. But I'm trying to think of other things I can say without, you know, spoiling anything. Because I, I really don't want to spoil it for anybody. I am excited to see where season five goes. Um, they definitely answered answered some long time questions that have existed since the very first season. And um yeah. I'll be curious to hear what um Rich you end up thinking and Josh if you end up watching it here pretty soon. I'll be curious to hear what you think. I as will well. um I will send you a message when I've finished it, Shay, because also um you and I talked about this a little when we did our, our recent uh chomping after dark about the first half of season four. Mm. I'm assuming we want to sit down and do a, another one for these two episodes. Yeah, to be honest with you, the sooner the better. I would love I would love to do that. I, I'm gonna start it tonight and probably finish it tomorrow. Uh so we could probably get that done in the coming days. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, yeah, and we could put that I have um, the next uh four days off, Shay, so perfect, 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 perfect. Maybe we can do you have Cuphead on the Switch by the way? I don't. Oh, okay, never mind. I was gonna say we could co-op that. What's hilarious is that I have it probably everywhere else but that. Mm. It's on sale right now. I'll, I will think about it. It's hard for me to justify buying it like a fourth time, but I will think about it. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um, but yeah, Stranger Things. Man, I, I'm curious to hear what other people think. I was talking with Bebop about it this morning in our Discord. So, um, yeah, I will I'm weigh curious. in there. Uh, with you guys once I've once I've wrapped it, which will I I have a feel strong feeling if I'm compelled enough because I'm probably going to start it when we finish up here. Um, yeah. There's a chance I just stay awake and finish it tonight, but also I've been working since six thirty in the morning, so there's a chance I go I need to finish this tomorrow and just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. I, I'm going to be curious to hear what you think. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about it. Otherwise, it's going to be just me vaguely talking more about the show and i want to save everything we have to say for the chopping after dark so hopefully that'll come out towards the back end of the month and um do the rare two episodes in one month wow bonus hell yeah get your money's worth or maybe i'll make that a patreon exclusive Ooh, that's right that's a good idea i thought so anyways we're gonna go on break now uh one more quick break we are going to drain the snake as they do and we'll be right back with the show ah the summer breeze the sun is beaming the waves are crashing life is good mister mister what what in the blazes is going on Extra, extra! Read all about it! Read what, lad? Spit it out! How did you find me on vacation? Swordjump has tank tops, beach towels, and much more over at store.swordjump.com! Store.swordjump.com? Store.swordjump.com! Store.swordjump.com Yes! Store.swordchomp.com Store.swordchomp.com Yes, damn it! (sighs) It worked. 
I can enjoy my afternoon nap in peace. Hey, mister. Did you hear about store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.store.
Oh, uh, right. Uh, we got the release date for Mario Rabbids too. Also, I, yes. how did I let yeah, that? Yeah, that's the big mind. one. The big one. There. Yeah. Well, I guess the big one, other than the re-releases, but you know. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, this did have a bunch. Of, I'm sorry, I found my list again. There really uh, was I'm a actually, bunch on this. Thing. I'm actually pretty stoked about that uh, Harvestella game too. Yeah. That Square was like, "Fuck it, we're making a Stardew Valley." Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. And then uh, I care less about this because I'm not going to play it again, but I think it's funnier from a certain standpoint, which is um, uh, Nier coming to Switch. Oh, yeah. Uh, which just reinforced uh, yeah. everyone who's really mad at Square about, like, why are those Kingdom Hearts ports not native? Cloud versions, right? Yeah, if the Switch can run Nier. <laughs> if it can run Nier, but somehow it can't run PS2 games. Like, what the? What? Why? I mean, yeah, I, I know the reason why they didn't want to port them. They were just being yeah, they didn't want to do the work. fucking lazy. They didn't want to do any work whatsoever. Yeah, it's insane. I also I didn't get around to this yet. I wanted to before we did the uh, the podcast today, but I meant to message you guys about this. Uh, there's a demo up for Live Alive now for that remake oh, yeah, of Live yeah. Alive, and I do want to try that. I don't need oh Live Alive. That's right. Yes, I need to check that out. I say I rem- the- remake, but we uh, I say I say remake because it technically is, but also we never got that game originally, so it's like weird to think of it in that respect. Right, yeah. right, exactly. I I recently this week played uh, the Pikmin Three demo mm-hmm. on the Switch. It's fucking long for a demo. I was surprised mm. at how much is in that demo. I think they purposely do that because it takes quite a while for someone who's new to Pikmin to kind of to get understand the what's of it. going on. Yeah. And I think they wanted to give people a long enough demo to like walk away feeling like they understand it, which is smart. Yeah, absolutely. And I think obviously it's for business sake, but I thought it was a very generous demo too. Dude, the demo for um what's out now actually, that Fire Emblem Muso game, the like three houses follow oh, yeah. up. Yeah. That's a four hour demo. Good that's grief. pretty good. You can carry your progress into the main game. That's like the But it's like the first uh, four hours of the game. That's like Triangle Strat level yeah. demo, too. Well, that- you know, I feel like when your game like takes takes a while to be like, listen, this game's good, but it's good. you're going to want to get a little invested. Like, I, I think that's smart marketing, because once I've already sunk four hours into a game, if it finally is clicking at that point, I'm like, I've already played this for four fucking hours. I, I want to see it through now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. But okay. yeah, I, I honestly have forgotten, like, that, in my opinion, uh... I think that was kind of a... Uh, wasn't everyone clamoring for a remake of Pac-World? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm just kidding. That game sucks. No, everybody was clamoring for a Rich. Yeah, I think everyone. so. I think so. Yeah. Let's move on to the next uh, poll. Surprise, we got a lot out of that. Usually you guys aren't as talkative on the polls nowadays. Uh... That's not a slam, by the way. Just when you got something I, I actually have like a lot to say on, Goodness, I'm going I'm I'm to... Looking back through this thing, there really was a ton of great stuff on there. We got that the Portal collection coming as well for anybody who somehow hasn't Oh, that's already out. Yet. That was yeah. out day one. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, that was announced then, though. It was like... Yeah, oh, yeah, but it was like out now. Yeah. Um, like, oh, and one more thing before you do move on, Shay, since you were saying how like, you know, we're normally not as talkative on the polls, you also got to keep in mind... It's normally like midnight. By the time we get to the polls, it's nine thirty right now. Makes it a little bit, a uh, little easier. I have a lot more energy at this point in the show than I normally do. Mm. That's true. 
But you may continue. I'm sorry. We held you up. Given oh, given that time of okay. night, I should probably start flossing. It's it's getting late. Get it. Okay, let's go. Gum, gum health is really important. It's for guys. the people. Oh, I I, th- I thought you meant the dancing. I thought that's you were gonna stand the joke up and start I was dancing. making. It's hard to see on the camera, yeah. but I started flossing. Like you can't see it because just my head is here. Yeah. But that was the joke I was making. I was gonna explain it. But great minds. Yeah. yeah. Josh is using what seems to be uh, ah. what he gets tied up with. Dental in the floss. Got the webcam. Dental floss that he pulled out uh, of his own ear like a weird magician. Mm-hmm. This is way not more ASMR than you think I could actually fit in there. Actually. I don't know what that sound was, but uh, I'm no one on. does. There's start people are starting to set off fireworks here. I guess to celebrate the fall of democracy early. Yeah, same here. With the Steam Deck being out and having access to Steam sales, do they you told think us it was gonna be Nintendo a whimper? But I guess the timing just kind of lined up for it. We're getting a we're getting Nintendo a bang anyway. To, do you think that Nintendo needs to start discounting their games more to compete with the uh, the Steam Deck? Uh, 65% of people said absolutely, and 35% of people said, nah, they're fine. 65% of people are, couldn't be more wrong. Um, Nintendo's never gonna do that, they certainly don't need to. I don't, yeah, I don't think they need to, because most of the competition is the same price on both of them. Also, Um, other than Steam generally having more sales than Nintendo, like, they may have to, like, match sales so like whenever steam's having a sale on those uh like on, on a bunch of indie games or whatever else they like they match the price or but also i but, doubt they will because yeah. and the other thing that to keep in mind is like i still think despite what a lot of people seem to think the switch and the steam deck are not competitors like the steam deck is still a oh, very yeah. unuser friendly product like and the it's, steam deck is yeah it's like it, it it's not a, a product that's easy to pick up and set up. It's it's oh, yeah. a computer that you can hold in your hand. Like it well, is not just not that. Like chasing the same demographic at all. If you decide you want one now, you put your name on a list and you get one in 2024. Yeah. It, it, also, another really good point. Uh, I I just frankly I don't as much as some people seem to think it is. I don't think the Steam Deck is eating the Switch's lunch at all. Fair enough. I yeah I. It's a little bit more niche of a product for sure. I think it just has more versatility. So it depends on really oh, what you're Oh, it definitely going for. does. Yeah. But it's it's more of a like a hobbyist investment. Like it is an investment for people who already PC game. I don't see it as a, a true Switch competitor. Like the thing that a yeah. the average user or someone buying a gift for their kids or something is going to go for is still going to be the Switch. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that's at true. least I I'd have to actually look into their numbers, but I assume the demographic they're selling the most to are people who already have an extensive Steam library, not people who decided, yeah. oh, now it's handheld, I'm going to finally get into PC gaming because of this machine. Not to say those people don't exist, but I think their numbers are far smaller than people like us who have, like, you know, 2,000 Steam games already and are like, I want to be able to take a shit while I play uh, fucking uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for that that zombie game, or not zombie, vampire survivors. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I, I told that story on the podcast last week, right? How I just straight up played it on Ray's uh, Steam Deck for like a half an hour, just sitting in his room. 
Yeah. No, I don't remember that, but you probably did. <laughs> a week ago feels like a lifetime ago. It no, it really does. does. I wasn't taking that as a slight. I barely remember what happened 20 minutes well, ago. Well, a week ago, it was 2022, and now it's 1958, so... 1990 was 67 years ago. Yeah. It's been some True. time. It's been True. a while. That's true. Uh, let's keep it happy, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dying. That's right. Fallout London is Empire. a new... Fallout London is a brand new mod for Fallout 4. It's notable because all the previous Fallouts have taken place in the U.S. So, oh finally, uh, finally, they're uh, exploring other parts of the world. Yeah. And what would happen with nuclear fallout. But the bigger question I had based off of this is, do you still enjoy using mods in your video games? Uh, 46% of people said, I love mods. And uh, 54% of people said, I don't use them. Do you guys um, use mods? Depends on the game. Uh, I, I tend to actually check out some fallout mods and stuff like that because the best fallout content since uh, New Vegas has been mod created content and not stuff bethesda's actually made yeah right. i still really want to play fallout miami yeah that one's not done yet either but it's still shaping up pretty nicely um an interesting tack on to the story is uh a lot of the people who uh, are working on fallout london in the past few two two weeks or so like a ton of that dev team has been offered jobs by bethesda that sucks uh, i mean <laughs> It's probably. I get. I mean, why, I get why you're saying It'd be nice of them to make a good Fallout game again. Yeah. It, it, honestly, if like Microsoft giving them money, if the best thing they could do is just hire the people that know how to make a good Fallout game, I think that's a great idea. That's true, but that like, in principle, you're like, yeah, that means that the next Fallout game is going to be even better. But then you know you have some fucking managers or devs that are going to be like, nah, we're not going to do too many awesome things because it's Bethesda. All right, that's great, but uh, where do the loot boxes go? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How can I fit more microtransactions in here? Where do we get the money? And there's just, like, dollar bills coming out of his petticoat. He's wearing a petticoat. Yeah. He's suddenly Makes become sense. a Bethesda villain from, from the Fallout games. Oh, no, it's an 18th century carpetbagger. Listen here. Listen here, buddy. First, we get the money. Then we get the bitches. Come back when you got some more money, buddy. <laughs> Last poll I did was Season 4, Volume 2 of Stranger Things drops in a few days. As of this poll, it is obviously since now out. Are you excited? 67% of our audience said it's going down. And 33% uh, of people said I don't watch Drek. Shrek is great. <laughs> the exact joke I was about to make. <laughs> it was literally on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> can I? Can I be honest with you? Can I? Can I tell you guys an honest truth? Mm. Tell us. When I wrote that, I was like one of those two is going to make a joke about Shrek. Okay, we were I'm both going to do it. Josh just beat me to <laughs> it. Just beat him to the punch. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew that joke was coming, but um, my joke yeah. was gonna be something like on the line of like, "Who's that? Shrek's cousin?" Or, <laughs> like, is that if Donkey and Shrek had a baby? Drunk, drunk, I don't know. Drek, Drek, drunk, Drek sounds drunky. an awful lot like if Shrek had Shrunk, a mullet. Shrunky. 
What is going on? <laughs> we're all we're John all having a stroke John, at the same John, time. John Lithgow's a good actor. <laughs> donkey. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know. Donkey. donkey. No, I was donkey. trying to do a John Lithgow as Shrek, uh, and that just wasn't. Again, it was never going to happen. Donkey. I'm just doing John Lithgow talking to Donkey. Yeah. And not very good. No. Unfortunately, John Lithgow's voice is an underrated voice out there. Yeah, no, he's John Lithgow. He's he supposed do- to be in a new movie or a TV show right now that's supposed to be really fucking awesome called Old Man, I believe. Yeah, have you is guys he, heard is about? He, it? Is he the titular I've, old man? I've heard about it, but I've not seen. What is it? It's, it's like Hulu or something. I'm trying to remember what it was even on. It was. I, I yeah, think it was on I'm something sh- I don't have. So, on an all new Lithgow cast. Basically, um. Former CIA agent, I believe that is played by Jeff Bridges. Okay. Um, Jeff Bridges, also great. Lives off the grid, and when an assassin arrives... Oh, it's a movie, excuse me. Okay. it was a TV show. Even better, I don't have to commit to anything. No, it is a TV show, I'm sorry, I am right. I'll still watch it. Um, (laughs) Lives off the grid, and basically some assassins come and try and kill him. And it's basically um, the Bourne series, but with an old man. It's like the okay. Bourne series, but with people who can act. So it's Jeff Bridges and John Lithgower in it. That sounds sure. promising. That sounds great. And John Amy Lithgow. Brenneman. I feel like that's a familiar name. Sounds oh, familiar. She's, she's in NYPD Blue and Judge, Judging Amy. So that tells me nothing. Yeah. Um, uh, John Lithgow. Oh, shit. Aaliyah Shawcat. Shawcat is in it as well. All right. In like a major role? Um. I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, I've never seen the TV show. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll, just, I'll have to check it out. Lithgow can at least blow us away. You know, Lithgow could do anything because he's like a comedic genius, and then he's like the best part of the last good season of Dexter. Yeah, true, true, true. He was awesome in Interstellar as well. Yeah, Lithgow, Lithgow can can pull his weight, man. He could pull my weight too, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. Do, do I need to explain? Donkey. <laughs> all right let's get out of here um we've done, done enough floundering at this point yeah, but, uh, I, I, finally <laughs> i want to say if you enjoyed this episode please head over to sorechomp.com where you will get access to three other podcasts that we have um we have new episodes going up all the time for those podcasts so check it out we have an article section where we write reviews we write um think pieces we write guides um, all sorts of great stuff over there to check out. We have a merch store at store.sorechomp.com, excuse me, uh, where you can check out some awesome merch. Um, thunk pieces. <laughs> uh, awesome merch. Summer's right, right now, so you can get some awesome tanks uh, repping us if you so desire. And... Uh, let us know, and we will post that on the social media. Also, if you want more content from us and you want to help us out by making that content, head over to patreon.com slash swordchomp, where you get access to some cool stuff. But, um, yeah, I would just want to say thank you for checking out the show. Thank you to Rich and Josh for being here to podcast with me. I was your host, Shay. Um, let us know when this goes live what is on your gaming bucket list let us know what you thought of stranger things season four volume two and Stranger let us thumbs. know 
what you think about uh, state and federal governments in the U.S. trying to bring the U.S. back to the 1800s. Actually, don't let us know about that because we all already know. But anyways, uh, thank you so much for checking out the show. Love y'all. Be safe out there. Keep hydrated in these insane heat waves and temperatures and take care. Write a letter to your local Supreme Court justice telling you to eat your entire ass. And yes. Faithful click, I believe.